Hello and welcome to On the Air with Myrick O'Connell. I'm Howard Kaplan. This On the Air podcast features attorneys from Myrick O'Connell, a full-service law firm with offices in Worcester, Westboro, and Boston. Today's guest is attorney Amanda Baer, who's with the firm's Labor, Employment, and Employee Benefits Group. Amanda represents employers of all sizes, including Fortune 100 and Fortune 400 companies. You can learn how Amanda and her colleagues at Myrick O'Connell can assist you with your business and personal legal needs by visiting www.myrickoconnell.com. Amanda, thank you so much for joining On the Air with Myrick O'Connell today. Thank you so much. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, we should note, too, um, you probably will agree with my saying this, that we are recording here on Wednesday, March 25th, 2020, in the midst of the uh, coronavirus COVID-19 crisis. And Amanda has been working round the clock on the employment law aspects of this crisis. We learned of a new provision from the federal government called the Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act, something employers need to know about and hopefully will help employees. And what's all this about? Yeah, this is really unprecedented. So the Families First Act, which was enacted on March 18th, had two major provisions employers need to know about. And one is Emergency Family Medical Leave Act, which we won't cover today. And the second is Emergency Paid Sick Leave. And this is requiring employers, all employers with 500 or fewer employees, to provide up to 10 days of paid sick time for employees. That is very sudden and certainly should be very helpful to so many folks because this has really just totally altered the whole employment landscape for sure. Now, can an employee take sick leave for any reason or does it have to be related to the COVID-19 virus? It has to be related to the COVID-19 virus. There's in particular six different categories of leave where the employee can get paid um, Two of them have to do with when the employee has been subject to a local quarantine or isolation order Mm -hmm. or has been advised by their health care provider to self-quarantine. Another category is if the employee needs to take care of an individual who is subject to an order or has been advised to quarantine. Um, A major category, the fourth one, is that uh, leave is available if an employee's child's school has closed. So that's, you know, all of us here in the Commonwealth who have kids. Right. Um, And then there's two really vague categories. One is for if the employee is just experiencing symptoms, which we know could be anything. Right. And another category is an employee experiencing any other substantially similar condition. And we have no idea what that means. So, <laughs> right. so it's not for any reason, but uh, I think most employees can find a way to fit under one of those six. Well, and we're chuckling because you did an amazing one hour and 20 minute webinar on this that went out to the world. And I, I watched it just a few hours ago. And, and you were saying that you, you did it earlier yesterday. And then by nightfall, it had become a bit outdated. It's so much is um, going on right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Um like you said, I did that webinar at 10 a.m. By 6 p.m., it was outdated and uh, now wrong in some aspects. So we recorded a new one, and that's what's been linked out. But yesterday, the uh, DOL announced that the effective date is going to be April 1, and that was a major shift. Uh, we had all thought it was going to be April 2nd based on the language of the act. 
Right. Uh, and, things like that. Good times. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and so DOL stands for, just to, to do the whole acronym thing, DOL stands for? Oh, the Department of Labor, the United States Department of Labor. Right. And they're the folks that are promulgating this regulation. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. So they'll be promulgating the regulations as will the um, Treasury Department. So which employers are required to provide this paid sick leave? All employers uh, with 500 or fewer employees. So that, uh, you know, is going to encompass a ton of employers in the state and a lot of employers who were not even subject to the Massachusetts paid sick leave law uh, to require paid sick leave. So, you know, they might not have the mechanisms in place for this. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a big uh, development. So which employees are eligible? This is uh, really a shot to the system. This is very much unlike the FMLA or um, any other laws we've seen. Under this Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act, all employees are eligible regardless of how long they've been employed by the employer. So if you have an employee who is hired on March 30th or 31st, they're covered. Wow. That is a big, big change. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if an employee has been laid off before April 1st, are they eligible for sick leave? Probably not. This act is not going to be retroactive. Right. So if an employee has already been placed on leave or has been laid off, they are not going to suddenly be entitled to paid sick leave on April 1st. Right. Are employees going to be paid their full rate of pay in this uh, new regulation? No. And this analysis is very complicated. It depends. The rate of pay depends on which reason the employee is taking leave. So... If the employee is taking leave because they're subject to a quarantine order or they're following their health care provider's advice or they're experiencing symptoms, uh, they get their full rate of pay, but that's capped at $511 a day, um, which is still you know, substantial. So I think most people would be getting their full rate. If the employee is out for any of the other reasons, such so caring for their child or somebody else, then they get two-thirds of their regular rate of pay capped at $200 a day. Um, and the calculations for determining what somebody's regular rate of pay is are going to be complex. And we're looking for more guidance on those. One of the big questions that I had was, um, so let's say I'm an employee, you know, right this minute, uh, and I'm, I'm having difficulties. Uh, I really am going to need to stop working. Now, I think that's an awful lot of people right now. What do they do? What are the practical aspects of this? What happens first, second, third, if we know at this point? Right. At this point, we don't really know. And both of these acts um, are going to take effect next week. So in the interim, employees, especially here in Massachusetts, uh, if they are experiencing symptoms or somebody um, in their family is sick, they are likely uh, eligible to use Massachusetts uh, sick leave, and that's either paid or unpaid, depending on the size of the employer. So you have that protection. Uh, in addition, if it's the employee's own medical condition or they're caring for somebody else, uh, Family Medical Leave Act under the normal provisions uh, may apply. So gotcha. that is kind of uh, where we are now. <laughs> uh, Right, until next week, sure. It appears that from watching your webinar and just reading about this, Amanda, that uh, I don't want to hyperbolize this, but there are a lot of open questions. What are some of the open questions? Oh, so many open questions. The major one that lawyers all over the country are debating 
uh, is whether or not a governor's you know, emergency order, just like Governor Baker's emergency order, right. constitutes a local quarantine or isolation order, which would trigger the requirement to provide leave under this act. Um, it is, there are good arguments both ways, so that's a major open question, and we're really hoping that DOL comes out with guidance. Now, you've probably been flooded uh, with calls by employers, I'm sure, at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, um, I'm going to twist this a little bit. Um, there are so many folks. In fact, just now on the day of recording, the uh, uh, TD Bank Garden, the old Boston Garden, has announced that all ushers immediately have been laid off. So, you know, because the Bruins, the Celtics, nobody's doing anything right now. So it's pretty much dark. So what do employees do now who've been laid off? Just kind of flipping this a little bit. Not employees, but they were employees as of last week or last hour. Uh, what what do they do now? Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, so many people are facing that, and it's really heartbreaking. Uh, the Massachusetts Department of Unemployment Assistance has really relaxed the guidelines on uh, providing unemployment insurance. And I think the new bill, which from Congress is passing maybe as we speak, is going to guarantee four months of unemployment insurance for people who have been laid off. So, you know, those are will hopefully be good resources for the employees who have been laid off uh, to get them through this tough time. Sure. What else do folks need to know, both employers and employees, specifically uh, concerning the, this brand new uh, emergency paid sick leave act? Yeah, they basically, all employers just need to be on the lookout for, you know, new guidance that's going to answer a lot of these open questions. Uh, from the firm, we are pushing out client alerts and blog posts and LinkedIn links and all, all of these different things because there's just so many unanswered questions that are really going to be critical for employers in making the determination as to whether or not they're covered and whether or not an employee is eligible, and then what the rate of pay is going to be. So uh, employers just need to you know, maybe have a designated person who's going to be on top of this and is going to learn the ins and outs and be ready to start applying it next week. Uh, employers should also you know, take this time to reach out to their payroll vendors as well as their accountants uh, because there's a payroll tax credit that is also being offered in connection with this sick leave, and that is you know, going to be really complex. So they should make sure they're well-versed in that prior to uh, paying sick leave. Right. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that is a big part of the regulation. It's huge. Uh, I think it's really, you know, unprecedented. Uh, The payroll tax credit is giving a 100% uh, credit. And then if the credit isn't sufficient, the employers can get a refund of any amounts paid under these two new acts to employees, as well as any health care benefits that the employer uh, has paid to the employees who are taking leave under these acts. So essentially, that is shifting the financial burden of these acts from the employers to the government, in theory. Um, So the ins and outs of how exactly that's going to apply and um, what would happen if the employer gets it wrong and maybe an employee wasn't eligible, we are waiting for guidance on that. But that, you know, I think is really driving the analysis and interpretation of this act that it should be very liberally construed, in my opinion, um, because the public policy that it is putting forth is going to be 
weigh heavily in favor of granting paid leave to employees. So I want to ask you a favor. Can you go through the requirements for employees just one more time? I apologize, but because this is so important and it's such late-breaking news, and the requirements themselves are a mouthful a little bit, uh, just judging from what oh, I gosh, saw. Yeah. So would you mind just going through the, the basic requirements for an employee that would like to take advantage of this Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act and for employers that need to know this information? Sure. And so you mean the six different categories? Exactly. So employees who are looking to take paid sick leave under this Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act can do so if they meet one of the six different categories that the Act sets forth. Uh, They are a mouthful, but here we go. So the first two categories uh, involve situations where the employee is subject to a local quarantine or isolation order. Uh, and the second category is when the employee has been advised by a healthcare provider to self-quarantine. The third category is when the employee is experiencing symptoms of the coronavirus and is seeking a medical diagnosis. The fourth is when the employee is caring for an individual who is subject to a quarantine or isolation order or has been advised by their healthcare provider to quarantine. The fifth is when the employee is caring for a son or daughter if their school has closed or their health care provider, I'm sorry, child care provider is unavailable due to coronavirus. So that's all the schools right now in Massachusetts. And the final reason uh, is when the employee is experiencing any other substantially similar condition specified by the Secretary of Health and Human Services. And we really have no guidance on what that means. So we'll be looking for that from um, the Secretary. Thank you so much for doing that, for going through all that. And the reason I asked you to do that is when I read them and you repeated them on the webinar, I'm thinking, all right, I really need to be able to process this. You know, as an employer or an employee, I need to get this. Because this is so emotionally laden, this whole subject, there could be some confusion as to almost what every word means. (laughs) You know, it is, is, (laughs) uh, and, and so much chaos basically right now, and that's where you come in trying to help folks um, really interpret and figure out whether this applies, whether it may not apply, and what to do. And unfortunately, it's going to be an avalanche for employers because this takes effect, you know, April 1. And so I assume, you know, going to work or teleworking on April 1, the HR professionals are going to get just slammed with requests. And each request is going to need to be evaluated on a case-by-case basis. So... It's going to be a lot to work through, and there's going to be a lot of questions. Absolutely. And I just want to remind uh, listeners that this is On the Air with Myrick O'Connell. I'm Howard Kaplan on behalf of Myrick O'Connell, and we're talking with employment lawyer Amanda Baer, who basically hasn't gotten any sleep in, uh, what, 72 hours now. (laughs) And we're talking about the regulation and rule, which, uh, you know, will spell hopefully good news for employees and employers alike. Hopefully we can uh, all work this out. It's called the Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act. And again, we're taping Wednesday, March 25th. What uh, final parting words uh, would you like folks to know about this act and just generally employment law-wise about what's going on? Parting words will be, you know, stay calm, have patience, uh, we will be getting additional guidance, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, your employees are going to have a lot of questions, uh, so 
don't hesitate to reach out to any of us at Myers O'Connell. We are staying on top of all of these um, guidance and regulations and question and answers coming at us from all different agencies. Um, so, you know, we'll get through this all together and we'll make it out the other side. Super. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amanda. Now, if folks uh, want to contact you specifically, have questions, concerns, uh, how can they contact you? They can call my direct line at the office, 508-860-1472, or they can email me. It's A-B-A-E-R at myrickoconnell.com. Thank you so much. I know you are really busy, and I think when you get off of this call, I know you're working remotely. You have so much to do, and um, you know, thank you for all the work that you've done. And you can learn how Amanda Baer and her colleagues at Myrick O'Connell can assist you with your business and personal legal needs by visiting myrickoconnell.com. This podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Myrick O'Connell. It is intended to inform you of developments in the law and to provide information of general interest. It is not intended to constitute legal advice and should not be relied upon as such. This podcast may be considered advertising under the rules of the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court. Again, I'm Howard Kaplan on behalf of Amanda Baer and... Myrick O'Connell. Thank you, Amanda, and thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you. Stay well. Uh, Yes, stay well, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.